1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. Before Floor, an hour before every game. Post up five R as soon as the game ends and Dono Daily every single day. I'm also on starting nine every Tuesday and Wednesday at nine a.m. Also fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you spell it out. We do not have a paywall, unlike newspapers, latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others, and the great sponsors of the Five Reason Sports Network. If you play daily fantasy, this is where you want to go. It's called prizepicks.com. Prizepicks.com, we tell you about it a lot. You got to use the code five. You can basically put down as much as a hundred bucks and they will match the hundred dollars. And you don't have to play it all at once. You don't have to play just NBA if you don't want to. You can play NFL, MMA, NHL, or any of the other sports. You can mix athletes from different teams and from different sports. You can go two players, three players, three players four players, or five players, and you play the flex play or the power play. So lots of different options. Just give it a shot. Go in, deposit 20 bucks at prizepicks.com, but make sure you're using that code FIVE, F I V E. And now, tonight's episode.
2: Yikes! Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, we ain't broke Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor playing. got a all day Y'all seen the block? Stop with one hand, and pack with trust. it's ball have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reason Sports Network.
2: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Silvander. Uh, tonight's floor plan is... With me, it, so it's just a duo tonight, scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan. I won't say who's who, but it's uh, myself and Brady Hawk joins me. Uh, you can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. He always has his takeaways right up after the game. It is appointment reading for every Miami Heat fan, particularly me. Um, so tonight's floor plan is we're going to laugh at the Knicks. No, we're going to take it a little more seriously than that, but it was a blowout tonight. So we want to recap tonight's victory, talk a little bit about the game itself, but also some of the things that I think, um, are just becoming more and more apparent, uh, as we watch this team. So I think that there's some angles we're going to get into, uh, and then maybe look ahead a little bit, um, as we get down, uh, you know, further into the schedule, because they're wrapping up this cushy home game schedule and then they're going to go for six on the road uh so we'll we'll start here the heat win tonight 110 96 wasn't much of a game i mean let's be honest it from they were outclassing the knicks from the moment that they get the game tipped off um it, it was apparent very early on that duncan robinson was going to get shots up and they went in uh he was just absolutely efficient uh what did he end with gosh seven threes Is that where we ended? Uh, Bear with me here. Um, Yes,
0: seven threes, 25 points.
2: Thank you. Seven of of 11 from three. Dude is out of the slump, y'all. But to me, what really jumped out is how much they – and I guess maybe the the thought starter here was a Nikias Duncan tweet related to um, offense and defensive ratings for the most used or starting lineups for some of the contending teams. And Miami's half court defense just jumped off of the tweet for me. So as I was watching tonight's game and particularly with Duncan Robinson and and the way that they activated him in the half court, it was just interesting to see how it happened. And um, I thought some of your takeaways leaned into some of that. So uh, I will give the floor. There's not five on the floor tonight, but I'm going to give the floor to you just a little bit. Talk about like what they're doing with Duncan Robinson, particularly in the half court to get him going and kind of the players that are helping facilitate that.
0: Yeah, on the the pregame show, even before the game, I felt like Duncan Robinson was going to have a big game and it wasn't just a random prediction. It just felt like we've seen over this recent stretch that he really dominates drop coverage. And it's something we've talked about with Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry. Uh, Goran and Kendrick in the past because they had that mid-range pull up to get to. Uh, But Duncan does it in a different way that all you have to do is just screen one individual defender for Duncan. He gets free and it just comes down to making the shots. And right now over this past week or or two, he's been making those shots. So I think that's just uh, the biggest thing for him and kind of the biggest hurdle that he had to uh, basically get over. I think the first two threes of the game, six points early was that exact thing. The second one was uh, pure Duncan Robinson of last year, like he got denied on the first handoff, uh, got it back, gave it back to Bam, came back again off the handoff, and he got a three. Like that stuff is just uh, Duncan Robinson. I think he did uh, some of the minor things that you notice in Duncan's game. We always talk about his off-ball movement, uh, and it's something we always talk about. But something interesting is is this year he's done a really good job of just moving with the driver. Like when he's on the weak side uh, he kind of lines himself up, uh, linear with the driver. Most of the times it's Jimmy and it just leads to easy kickouts. Like it just leads to wide open threes. And I felt like there was probably two or three of those threes were corner or wing kickouts that he just got good looks on. So that's just something, uh, minor that you're noticing. I feel like the, we saw a couple of times, um, after he's dominating the drop, then what they usually do when he's hitting shots, they start blitzing him and all of a sudden he's hitting bam, uh, And it just turns into these different things. He had a runner, I think it was the third quarter where he kind of banked it in. Like you're seeing these other parts of his game always pop out when the threes are falling. And I do want to say really quickly, because we're talking Duncan Robinson, we're talking offense, Duncan Robinson has been a lot better defender uh, and it's it's been all season, but we're going to talk about defense in a little bit, but it's just Duncan Robinson defensively being in the right spots, even taking on individual matchups at times and, and winning that matchup early in that game. I think it was like the the second possession of the game. He was guarding Kemba in isolation. He just stayed with them, contested. The next play, you ended up hitting a three. Like, that stuff is is what makes this team so intriguing, and it's what makes Duncan Robinson so intriguing.
2: Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, you, you touched on Bam a couple of times there. And 11 assists tonight, like, for him to just be able to – you know, at the beginning of the year, he was, like, not really getting many assists. And now, like, he's – you're seeing that they're figuring out the ways. And I guess with Kyle being out, obviously he's having to do a little bit, probably more of that than they'll have him do if Kyle was out there. Um, But I, I just was, it just struck me because I think there was some, um, I won't say frustration because how the hell can you be frustrated when you're blowing out the Knicks all night? But, you know, Bam has six points, no ceiling. He's he's Bam out of bio. You expect him to, you know, kind of dominate in most nights. And when you got four guys getting 20, you expect Bam to be at least one of them. But tonight, the things he did, uh, you know, finding Duncan, he just, it was such a result. Duncan's success was such a result of Bam. So the only thing I'm pleading with the fan base on here is, uh, when Bam has a low-scoring night, but Duncan is going off, those two things are connected. I mentioned that in our Twitter spaces and spaces. Uh, if you're on Twitter, come check us out at halftime when we do that. But I just think it's a, a, a really key point to call out. Um, so the the next guy I want to talk about, he kind, of, he kind of showed up in similar ways as Duncan tonight, but it was really good to have him back, and that's Tyler Hero. Um, he looked – really comfortable. He looked like his legs were underneath him. There was one, uh, uh, above the break three that he caught and he gathered himself and took a shot and he looked like he probably could have been six feet further back and it was still gone in. Uh, I was just really, it was playing scrappy defense. Um, you know, scrappy for Tyler Hero's sake for his standards. So I really liked what I saw from Tyler for him to just come back, be inserted into the game. We talked about integrating him and how easy Brady you pointed out in our pregame show, how easy that would be uh, for him to kind of get cooking. And he did. Um, What did you see from Tyler particularly that jumped off the page tonight?
0: Yeah. Well, like I mentioned Duncan Robinson kind of feeding into the coverage and kind of taking advantage of that. I think it's intriguing that Tyler here almost did the complete opposite thing. In the pregame show, I kept talking about Tyler here getting to that mid range pull up. I don't even think he had one of those mid range pull ups. What he was doing was just not letting defenses get comfortable, and he wasn't getting comfortable with the spots that they wanted to put him in. Uh, and I think that's the biggest difference maker. They, he's making defenses adjust instead of him adjusting to the defenses. Uh, and I think the biggest minor thing that I noticed is just. Uh, his pick and roll drives, like he's just so much more physical than he was once was. And I think a lot of that is maybe the added muscle, the added weight he put on, but it's also just the understanding of how to find angles because he is crafty and he uses the top of the backboard a ton. And we saw that with that in one, uh, but it's just kind of, there's a way to generate angles and it's kind of initiating contact. And that's kind of the next step in Tyler's development. Uh, and we're just kind of seeing that. And also we always talk about self-creation. Can he create enough without a screen? there's also an element to this where he's creating every one of these shots tonight for himself. Even if it's with a screen, he's utilizing the screen to his advantage to eventually create self create for himself. So I think that's just the intriguing part. Maybe it's not isolation possessions because that is still not his game, but finding ways to build off the screen and then create in that way, I think is the biggest thing. But all, other than that, uh, kind of tying it back to the defense again, because it just feels like this is like the, the whole element of this game that even elements when when Tyler Hero and, and Max Schuus are in the perimeter, almost like the baseline of the defense, they're surviving defensively. Where these backline defenders are really doing their job enough that Tyler Hero can be put in a spot uh, to succeed. And I don't think that was the case last season. I know we talked a lot about Hero struggling at the point of attack, but we can you can't rely on Tyler Hero at the point of attack. And I feel like that's the biggest big that was the biggest issue then.
2: No, you're right. Like, he's not left out on those islands as often anymore. <laughs> right. And, um, like, seven free throw attempts tonight, like, to your point, getting, like, to, you know, we talk about rim pressure, and we, like, we just were talking about Oladipo, and uh getting you know to the rim and his free throw attempts etc like tyler hero expanding that part of his game and i know this is one night but these are the flashes that you see throughout a young player's career you know these little incremental movements that they make uh that i just think are super impressive and for him to just uh come back like he didn't miss a beat as you said in your takeaways like he never left um i just hats off he gets a game ball no doubt um when we come back from the break, we are going to talk a little bit more about the defense uh, because there's some things in the half court that this team is doing defensively that is just stifling. And I, I want to get into it a little bit more and talk about some of the rotation, uh, the, you know, the kind of the, the lesser known names and some of the stuff they're doing as well. And then we'll look ahead to the schedule right after the break.
1: We'll get back to our episode in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. We tell you about this one all the time. But if you're looking for CBD, the place to go is Therapist Preferred. Use the code 5RSN. That's the code 5RSN. Get all of your premium CBD, whether it's the tincture or you want the gummies and you get a couple different flavors of that or the sports cream. This helps for recovery. It helps for sleep. And if you use the code 5RSN, you'll get 25% off. So that's therapistpreferred.com. For all the other products you're looking for, go to Intense Nutrition. This is in Coral Springs, and this is if you're tired of that three-letter chain. You know the one I'm talking about? You walk in, they try to sell you whatever it is the corporate wants, to, wants you to get. No, they will work with you for what you should get, okay? So they can work with you on the Intense Cleanse and Detox, can help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in 10 days. They can design specific stacks for you. So they'll take it all out and say, well, this works with this, this doesn't work with this, whether you're a budding athlete, whether you just want to fight cold and fluid season, whether you're aging, whatever it is, and here's the deal, okay? Okay. off everything in the store if you mention five reasons, okay, except the protein. So everything but the protein, mention five reasons, you get 20% off. Superior quality and superior service, it's in coral springs over at 2540 north university drive that's 2540 north university drive in coral springs the phone number 954-775-0257 954-775-0257 check them out intense nutrition on instagram intense nutrition on facebook and now back to the episode
2: okay welcome back so uh, as we continue to recap the Miami heats victory over the New York Knicks We're honing in on the defense y'all. This was a half court clinic. It was a half court clinic on offense too, but it was absolutely a half court clinic on defense. Um, They have, so going per cleaning the glass, they have the eighth best half court defensive rating in the league um, and the 12th best half court offensive rating in the league. So, so they're really trending in good places um, related to that. And I thought tonight, particularly they just shut everything new york wanted to do they just shut it down they just swarmed them they there was no space to operate i mean they got some three-point shots up because that was essentially their only release valve on offense i know things got a little looser towards the end of the game but um the defense man like that's the thing when we talk about being excited about this team and like i've said and I'll say it again, I am more confident in this Miami Heat team than any team since the Big Three era, no doubt. And part of that is this defense. This is like the stuff that you see that you know translates, and it doesn't go anywhere, and it doesn't have slumps, and it
0: doesn't get cold. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger
1: for the ones who get it done
2: Um Brady, uh, you're much better at, at articulating the X's and O's of what they're doing out there defensively in the half court, uh, so I'm going to again. Uh, pass the ball to you for the assist?
0: I, I think the biggest thing before the game, I mentioned that I think this Knicks offense fits Miami's defense and Miami's favor, like at another level, uh, we've seen them handle certain guards where they went on that run where Caleb Martin was guarding all the different guards and they were in on that run. Uh, but these last two games is Miami's home base. And that's where they want to be. That's the matchups they want to be in where uh, we saw in that Laker game, when LeBron had the ball on the strong side, With his back to the basket. What were they going to do? They're going to send one double LeBron, make him give that ball up because you're looking at a pretty poor uh, starting lineup on that Lakers team that you want to force rotations and eventually lead to a shot in that area. It's the same thing they did tonight. Obviously Julius Randle does it to another degree because uh, when things boil down late in the shot clock, late in the game, they're going to spam Julius Randle strong side, the same exact thing for him to create. And I think that was the biggest thing out the gate. Why was it a, what was it a 13 to 2, two nine Oh start to that game. It was yeah. just totally that they were not comfortable. They were just totally uncomfortable because you're sending uh, a guy like PJ placing PJ on Julius Randall, sending Jimmy over the cross to kind of bother him. Uh, and you're making him make these quick reads to the opposite corner. And he, he started making them later on and Miami adjusted from there, but just seeing the way they can go about these things defensively, uh, it, it is for real. And I think this really does fit in Jimmy Butler's category. There's, there's certain things that he does defensively that uh, a lot of things he does defensively that is really good, but nothing is better than when he is that total free safety where he has like, uh, he's not locked in a specific matchup where he can just totally roam wherever he wants. And he knows that Bam and he knows that PJ and all these other guys are on the backside and can recover for him to get back. Like that is what you're doing. Uh, and I think you're going to see Bam be put in those same spots as you move forward as well. But that's what makes this team so great. And as I mentioned before, you make these, you can put two poor defenders uh, in a lineup and still survive and have a really high level defense. Uh, We've seen that with Tyler. We've seen that with Max Struess tonight, that they ran those lineups a lot uh, and it was working. So I just feel like if they get these type of matchups and it's teams that kind of operate inside the arc, uh, like these last two games, and it's something uh, it's a little bit different of a beast. If you're talking about like a Philly, because Joel Embiid's just such a different type of player because he's more of a block type of guy. Uh, But it's kind of applies as well, because I feel like in a a playoff series, they could get really comfortable with that, just totally blitzing, making Joel give that ball up. Uh, So it just ties into so many different matchups. And obviously, it feels like every game we're talking about a different coverage that they throw at a team. But this one just feels like it applies this this heat personnel the most.
2: So true. And I'm glad that you as you, you know, weave through that talked about Jimmy because um, you you referenced in your takeaways how in control he was, and he really was. I mean, seven of eight from the field, got nine free throws, plus 26, nine, five, two steals. Uh, so you talk about the free, safe, free safety stuff, and he did it all in 29 minutes um, and, and, you know, got a technical just, you know, for good measure. Uh, so Jimmy looked great. I think that it's nice to see him uh, have an efficient game like that. There's been a few lately that he's looked a little um, off in certain ways. I mean, obviously he's getting triple doubles left and right. So we're not going to pick apart Jimmy too much, but uh, I just, I loved when I saw what I, what I saw from him, uh, PJ Tucker, a plus 37. How the hell does that even happen? Like uh, that's just unheard of. It's staggering to look at. Uh, Caleb Martin m- minus 23. Maybe let's just not, we're going to just brush that off. Caleb. It's all right. You had a bad night. You've been a guest on five on the floor. So you, everyone can have an off night. It's all good. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to to make sure that we touched on Jimmy and and made sure that we gave him his flowers there. And I, I liked what you talked about uh, with that. This is becoming the norm where, it just different schemes, different, like, you never know what you're going to see next, but there's a, a core to it from a defensive perspective. The principles remain the same. And then, um, the way that they just shuffle guys in and out, and they just find ways, everyone just fits and and it works. I just think that that's something that we continue to see, and that is another tell as I look ahead to the postseason of something that just speaks to a versatile roster and just having these guys. And I think you touched on it a little bit on your piece on FiveReasonSports.com about all of the different pieces and how um it's just kind of normal now, right?
0: Yeah, I feel like we talk about so much about depth and it's always like, oh, when Bam goes down, they have a guy to plug in. Or when Larry goes down, they have a guy to plug in. But we're seeing that whenever they have anybody, it's anybody's night on <laughs> from a game-to-game basis. Like you look at tonight, the guys we're talking about, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, uh, Duncan Robinson, those four guys kind of stood out. But you think back to this past week, and there's been games where we're sitting here in these post-game pods and talking about Bam and, P- and Gabe and Caleb and Max like it, there's so many groupings that happen on this team that it's just so different from past teams uh, that we've been used to the last couple of years, because it just feels like it is really is uh, anybody can step up and anybody can produce. But I do want to say one quick thing when we're bringing up PJ, because I feel like we do have to bring up PJ a little bit more than we did, because this is another game that absolutely makes no sense. Like we're kind of used to it at this point. And, and Jimmy Butler talked about in a, in a post game interview, recently that they call him 47 because at the time he was shooting 47% from three, like they may be calling him 52 pretty soon because we're seeing more and more uh, just his, his impact on that end. Like it's not something we expected and we always talk about gravity and we talk about Duncan Robinson. There was a play in that game after, after PJ hit like two corner threes. I think it was in the first quarter that two guys flew out at PJ Tucker in the corner. Like that is not something we could have expected before the season that that's Uh, an added element to their offense we kept talking about can they survive pj being in that corner and them helping off like we didn't talk about them doubling uh and then you're seeing these other things where he has the floater again rolling he had a weird reverse flip off the top of the backboard like these different plays around his finishing that when when people were talking about pj to miami they were saying the one element you'll see is he's not a great finisher well here he is in a perfect position playing short roles and doing these different things that it's just uh it's just so intriguing And i think to tie some of this back together. For one, the defense, the way he was guarding Julius Randle tonight almost reminds me of like the Brooklyn KD matchups, like how he's just in your grill. He's smaller than you, but he's not going to give up any position. Uh, and I think that type of matchup it's, it's not something I don't think we're going to see a Knicks heat matchup in this playoffs, uh, but it's the type of specific individual matchup. I think foreshadows what we're going to see uh, in the postseason. And when talking about these guys coming in and out as well, uh, I think you tweeted it as well. When, when PJ basically grabbed Tyler and was talking about on defense, the, the defensive play, that's yeah. almost every play. Uh, I think back to even the scrimmage before the season where that gym was just completely loud because PJ was screaming at everybody in a good way. Like he's making sure on the first basically day of training camp that everybody's in the right spot defensively. And to this day, we're seeing play to play. He's grabbing Tyler. He's grabbing Duncan. He's in these guys here, making sure they're in the right spots. Uh, that is a big difference. We can talk about the level of production he's providing, but also being able to do that, being that voice and and kind of giving these guys that trust, like the amount of things that we've done a PJ Tucker pod, but the amount of things he's done from game to game and specifically tonight, like cannot even be discussed enough.
2: No, it's true. I, I bet if you like really talk to that, to the locker room, like they may give him the team MVP, like, like honestly, that each one teach one stuff, that's how I referenced it in my tweet with Tyler. Like it was so cool to see it. Like Tyler, he got a baseline foul where he just didn't keep position and just um, you know, didn't move his feet quite fast enough or and and, and immediately PJ grabbed him and talked to him. And you saw Tyler absorb it. It wasn't a thing like the the guy that looked uh baffled when Braun was trying to coach him at Brooklyn the other night. Who's that? Reeves, I think is his last name. Um Uh, that's a really funny clip if you haven't seen it go find it to our listeners um like you don't see that with the heat like these guys are absorbing like sponges what pj is 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 providing and that's why he's just such a crucial element to everything they do i i love watching him play he's become one of my favorite players on the team and you're right like we didn't think he could finish. Right. But then like he makes great cuts to the basket. And I think Jimmy found him for one of those. And it was really nice. And he's just right there uh, to finish it off. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up PJ because we didn't give him enough uh, love. Uh, and then obviously all the other guys that uh, ended up getting minutes later in the game. It was weird. Max Struess had a bad night. Oh, of eight, oh, of six. Um, so that that was an interesting one. But we're not going to spend much time on the negative here. Uh, where I want to go to close out the pod is just to quickly. Um, and it'll re- when I say quickly, definitely quickly, because we got a lot more podcasts to do this and talk about it. I just want to talk about how they're going to close out January and just kind of put a bow on the end of this month because, um, you know, by next Monday, uh, we'll be into February and you're kind of looking ahead. So they've got the Clippers in Toronto, uh, this Friday and Saturday. So back to back, um, both at home. And then they go to Boston on Monday uh before they and that's the first game as they embark on a six-game road trip that takes them uh you know from toronto to san antonio charlotte washington new orleans so they're winnable games but they are it's a six-game road trip um this has been a a successful homestand lost to philly you know that's the that's the one and i say homestand because there's one game mixed in where they had to go to atlanta and we're going to forget that one uh what's your confidence level that they get these last two
0: Yeah, I think the the matches are interesting because uh, I think obviously this is a much different Clippers than this next one. Like this is one of these games that you feel a lot differently when looking at it on paper before season that this is this is obviously a winnable game. Uh, I don't know the Kyle Lowry situation uh, coming back, but, you know, back to backs always kind of jump off the screen when talking about a guy possibly returning. So maybe that could be uh, something that we see. But obviously we know what happened Um, when they played Toronto. Obviously they had a decent game and that is just a weird matchup for Miami in general uh is it that they still don't have fans in Toronto right they don't so it's even a different environment as well but matchup wise that's just such a lengthy team that just makes the the overall game just so weird that it can go either way because if they lock in defensively much like Miami can it just leaves for you to not really be in control offensively so I feel like that's one of those games that could be a little rough I think they get the LA one and as you mentioned, the, the road trip is a little up and down as well. They get they have Boston, they have Toronto, uh, San Antonio, Charlotte, who just put up 158 points tonight. Uh, and then Washington and New Orleans. So as you mentioned, that feels like, you know, four and two, that, that four and two maybe five and one, maybe at best. Like that seems like a decent trip. We talked about so many times that they were on the road early. Uh, the difference is early on, not only were they on the road, but it was all their hard road games. <laughs> like it feels like it's, that needs to be mentioned as well. Just about lopsided this, this, uh, entire schedule was. And I think the the point that you're all going to get to uh, is kind of when you get to March, I think it gets a lot easier because they're almost their entire March is basically going to be at home because uh, it's just been such a weird uh, type of schedule. So I think just kind of stringing these together, I think the biggest thing is just trying to get healthy uh, little by little. And then obviously to cap it all off, to tie it into our last five on the floor, the easy homestand March, it looks to be that maybe Victor Depot will be with the team.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. And um, I'm, I'm glad you went to Depot because it, it, it's it's hovering near transaction talk. And if you've made it to the end of this podcast, I'm going to drop two little, two, two saucy nuggets, two names to watch for as we approach the deadline. You know, around the margins, guys, it's not going to be anything huge, I don't think, for the Miami Heat. Um, but I, I'm with you. I think a four and two road trip would be good if they get these last two at home, though, and they really close out this homestand with essentially just a loss to Philly. Like, that would be a really um telling stand for them to come home and like not drop a couple of these just being complacent because you know it's new york on a wednesday and you feel like you could walk through that team um etc so i i want i want them to get these last two uh so yeah we're going to close here and i'm going to give you two two i'm gonna actually give you three names to watch as we approach the nba trade deadline folks as it relates to the miami heat um Uh, I've been told by sources that uh, a few names to watch for the Miami heat would be Dorian Finney Smith, which the heat have expressed interest in him in the past Uh, and Dallas is, you know, kind of deciding what they need to do and, and, and make moves there. So that would be a name that I would watch that I I know Miami has been interested in in the past. And the other two are on the same team and they could come over in the same deal. I would keep an eye on the Detroit Pistons and Rodney Magruder and Trey Lyles. Um, We all know Rodney Magruder. He's an old friend, Um, And Trey Lyles would maybe be for salary matching purposes. Uh, So those are just some names to keep an eye on ahead of the deadline. Although I will say that I think for the most part, it will be quiet for the Miami Heat. I say that and then watch them go do something crazy. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, You'll probably see Ethan in the regular uh, cast of characters back for the rest of the week. Uh, But uh, Heat get another victory against New York. And New York, welcome to another decade of irrelevant. Irrelevance. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the fire Regional
1: Sports Network.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies.